0: This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Kashers Anytime will be discussing now the story that happened, the famous meat trafe story that happened in 2006, which was called the Finkel-Shevach-Mantzi-Treif Scandal. I'm going to go back eight years before that, when I discovered that, in my opinion, he was selling, the Spinkle was selling a non-kosher product. What happened was, I was given a at a wedding in the atrium, uh, which is located in Mansi, a large catering hall. The caterer was Mr. Lime's Eater. There's a number of caterers that cater in the atrium. It's not an exclusive... They're just Lime's Eater or other ones, but there's a number of caterers, like a a dozen or so, that do work. But I was doing it that time for Mr. Lime's Eater. My list that I send them to caterers when I start working with them is that all meat that comes in from the purveyor is to remain in its sealed boxes till I come. That means they could take it out of the freezer and keep it in the refrigerator or any other place to thaw it out. But I don't want them opening up the seals or anything. I want to check if what came in was correct. It's supposed to be decisive. I want to make sure it is. Once you take out the packages, sometimes in each package, you don't have what you're looking for. It wasn't a full box. There's a lot of different things that could happen, which I feel a lot more comfortable when I'm giving guys go that I should see exactly what there is in the box. And I know what it is. So I always instruct caterers, leave everything the way it is whether in the refrigerator in the freezer or at a refrigerator but do not open up the seals of the boxes so I came down to there and I asked uh, Mr. Longzier to let me see the boxes and he basically showed me this the boxes and I knew from the menu exactly what we had and I asked him I don't see the tongues that are supposed to be here for the entree so he says, oh, here's the box of the tongues. It was basically uh, one box uh, that had uh, like a bl- black trash uh, trash bag, plastic trash bag. And in there, I put my hands in and I felt there was some, whatever, it was about 12 to 15 tongues were in there. I asked him, where's the box? He says, it doesn't have a box. I say, well, where's the choysem? You know, I can't accept something that came in without choysemis. So he says the, that the Mr. Finkel, was a HaShabbat, said L'Chayid, is the one that brought the, the meat there personally. So he's the one that happened. So I called up Mr. Finkel. I say, is it true that you delivered the order over here to the atrium? And he says he did. I say, what's the story with the tongues of Beis Yosef? So he says that his partner was there last week when the tongues came in from uh, Ali, or wherever it was. And he's the one that took it and took it out of the box and did whatever they had to do to it and he put it into here but his partner's is not here now i say, well uh, i do want to see some records that it's basically so he says sure no problem absolutely no problem so i pick myself up and i go down to his uh, butcher shop which was just uh, basically a five minute ride and i ask him where is the invoices and he says he can't find it and he tried getting a hold of his partner and his is not available. He doesn't know what it is. So he says, I say, so how are you sure that it's base yourself? He says, because that was the order. So I know what it is. I say, do you normally sell base yourself meat over here? He says, yes, I do. He says, a lot of my customers are base And I basically always order in strictly base of meat. And I can't say I always get in only base yourself. But 90% of what I get in is base of meat. Because I have those customers. I say now is all of my meat base so he says, you know by the way, I have the side panel of the boxes of your meat and he opens up a drawer from his desk and he takes that side panel the side panel has based the label from Ali Neelmart whichever company it is and it says exactly what it is over there and it says if it's base yosef or not and it indicated it's baseive but I looked close up and there's a certain if you know how to read it there's a code over there that tells you the date of that label. And the date of those couple of side panels was more than six months old. That basically concerned me. The second thing is that uh, I had all my side panels were there by the atrium. Beside the tongues, everybody was in it, everything was in its sealed boxes. Why is a butcher saving side panels in a drawer that has on it all of them Says it's baseysev, and it put up a red flag to me. Something is wrong here. So I told him, "You say that basically ninety percent of the meat is baseysev." I see the boxes on the floor over here. Nothing is really baseysev. He says, "Well, what happened? Nothing is baseysev. That's over here on the floor. We must have finished everything." I say, "Could I please see your refrigerator and the freezer?" He says, "Sure." Uh, the refrigerator really didn't have any boxes. I meat, just what was outside of this? So I said, "Could I go into your freezer?" He says, yeah, but the the light is broken. The electrician is coming tomorrow. I say, no problem. I take out of my pocket a flashlight, which I usually carry. And I check his uh, 50, 60 boxes of meat in the freezer. And I was not able to find one single box that had on it a marking of the Which basically put up another red flag to me. That why is he saving side panel boxes unless it's basically to show customers that come for yosef so he takes out the side panel box, shows them you see it's Beisioysif, they wouldn't know to read the label and to figure out the date code, etc., etc., and they accept it as yosef. So it really put up a red, big red flag to me that something is wrong. So I told him, first of all, I am not going to use the tongues because I don't feel comfortable what it is. He says he would also suggest the thing, same thing, not to use it. His is not here. He says the mistakes do happen etc., etc., okay, and I go back basically to the, to the atrium, and I told him we're not using these tongues today, if you can get someplace else tongues that are acceptable, I would consider it, but at this time, we're not using these tongues. Then um, I call up Ali Milmark, and I ask him, did you deliver in the last uh, two to three weeks uh 12 to 15 or so tongues to um Beis Yosef of tongues to finkel Shevach the Shevach butcher so he looks up in the records he says no he says by the way i could see on the record i didn't even send them any uh Beis Yosef for that matter i haven't sent them any tongues in 12 months i say in 12 months you haven't sold them any tongues he says no i should you sell them other meat he says yes very interesting i said thank you I call up Yankee Chaimowitz, which is an international meet, and I ask him, could you please tell me? I figured maybe uh, Finkel made a mistake and he thought he got it from Ali, but he got it from somebody else. Let me check. I call up Yankee um, Chaimowitz, as I said, and I ask him, did you sell any basic of tongues to Finkel? And he says, definitely not. I say, how do you know off the top of your head? Because he says, I know that I've never sold him tongues in the longest of time. I said, what do you call longest of time? Could you check your records? He says, I could check to see. I could tell you now that I see it on the computer with that in the last six months. I haven't sold them. Before that, I would have to wait for my, sec- my secretary, bookkeeper, to come in and tell me what it was in the past 12 months. Then I check with Rubashkin to see if they may have sold him the tongues. And Rubashkin says, nope, I haven't sold him any, any kosher tongues at all. I haven't sold him any tongues in the last 12 months. So something is very odd that he had these tongues. Nobody sold it to him. Uh, something doesn't add up. So I went and I checked with Hatzlacher grocery, whose he is the the, the um, he his butcher his butcher department, which is wholesale, is right next door to Hatzlacher. and he supplies Hatzlache, uh supermarket with all of their meat. And I checked with Hatzlacher, is there any time during the year that you run out of any cuts of meat, regardless of what it is, it ribs, his tongues, he says no, we always have plentiful, Finkel's a very, very good supply. he makes sure we always have what we need, so I tell them, you know, in order to maintain a, a retail customer, you have to be able to supply them with tongues twice a year for the Yom for Pesach and for Sukkos do you ever run short on tongues he says never ever we always have enough and we don't even limit it to our customers because we have enough tongues for them very interesting i call back um, Finkel and i say you know it's interesting how you have access to so many tongues because Sheva, because hatzlacha says that you never run out of tongues he says, yeah i'll tell you the truth you know how i have so many tongues and that's why i don't have the bill to be able to show it to you What happened was that Mr. Haas, the salesman from Ali Milmart, basically he needed um, some cash to raise cash for Ali. So he came to me with 500 tongues that he wanted to sell that for cash. Could I give him cash for it? And he gave me a very, very good price. And that's what I did. So that's how I have tongues galore by me in the freezer because I bought it in such large quantities. Very good. We continued the, the the party without any tongues, etc., etc. Then I start calling up uh, rabbanim. I I got a hold of it, the Rabbi Machir to tell him that we have problems over here with him. He says, "No, I'm sorry, there is no problems." He's a eralchah person. He's the he's the president of the of the yeshiva over here where I teach. He's the balkeira. He says he's the He's the bal he's the he is just the tops of the tops of the tops in Ehrlichkeit. He says, yeah, people sometimes complain here and there, but not him, no sir, everything is fine." I say, could I maybe show you the evidence? He says, absolutely not. I don't want to see nothing. I don't want to know. I get a hold of the Meshgiyach. And he's also, he says, no, I don't want to know from nothing. I know he's ehrlich We go in there on a constant basis, et cetera, et cetera, Then I find out from some other people that they complained to the Rav HaMachshir, that he's getting in meat from international, which I believe that you don't allow it, because I, as a butcher, am on the U.S. dog also have a and you don't allow international meat. He says, no, I don't allow it. He says, well, the truck is now parked by Finkel, and he has coming in now a whole load of international meat, and now it's basically 8.30 in the morning. Could you please go down? Or have you here? He says, we can't go down. We start teaching in a couple of minutes. Because we start 9 o'clock and we have to be in school by a quarter to nine. We can't go down there. So he says, yes, yeah, so, but, but he's always bringing in from international early in the day. By the time you're going to come down there, he says, it's uh, it's gone. He says, I'm sorry. He says, we don't get there before 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's when we finish teaching. And uh, But I got to tell you, he's an Ehrlich person. It can't be. From other people I was picking up that there's other issues that they found, him short-waiting things, and other kind of things. They complained that he doesn't want to know from nothing. He says it has nothing to do with the cashes, but the man is completely reliable. So, I went and I also called up Rabbi Weiss, the head of the Kosher Enforcement Bureau of New York State. And I told him that this is what's going on. And I'm telling you, the guy has no invoices, which according to New York State law, when you sell in kosher, you must keep the invoices for a minimum of two years. So I told him, I'm telling you that I, based on a lot of other things that I've came up with, he is definitely selling traders, this, this person. And you should go check it out. I call him a week later, and I tell him, my wife's what happened?" He said, i got to tell you. Uh, I had my man went down there, and he asked Finkel for the invoices. And Finkel says, I have it at home. I don't have it in my store. He says, please get it for me. And then he call and tells him, that I went to my house and I can't find them. it, it probably my partner put it away, I don't know where this is, I don't know where that is. So, the inspector decided to go down to Rav Maksha and talk to him about it. So he goes to Rav Maksha and Rav Maksha says, look, I'm telling you, I know this man for a number of years, I teach in his school, he's the president of the school, and basically there is nothing wrong, he's ehrlich he's completely ehrlich You have some people, have some beefs and this and that, they have nothing more to say, don't just ignore what these other people are saying that they have to. He says, yeah, but, you know, legally, the guy has to have the invoices for two years. That's the New York State law. He says, I understand, but I'm telling you, he's an adler. If you can't find the invoices, so he's sloppy in his work, and he doesn't have the invoice where it is. He said, the invoices for last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, nothing. He says, look, just go back to your office and go to different projects and forget about this thing. And that was basically the end. I tried calling other him. Nobody wanted to sit down to listen to anything, but Mr. Limeseed of Atrium stopped buying anything from this uh, Finkel, and he wouldn't use anything. Um, There was other places that were using and when people called me up, could they eat by this caterer or this caterer? And I told them that I know that these caterers are getting their meat from Finkel, and in my opinion, his meat is also non-kosher. And I would tell them that for some and they can't at those affairs and they can't make the affairs there, etc. They just plain have to stop. They can't use that, that. It's interesting that the president of the school with the Ravah and the mashgiach, teach over there. He's the one that decides on their raise. He decides on all the other issues that there is between a teacher and a school of what they get. And... You feel so comfortable giving him ashgocha, etc., which is a very, very uncomfortable uh, feeling of what uh, what's going on over there, if you can really rely what's going on. Uh, Sharers have plates, which collect from caterers food to give out to, um, to poor people, etc., etc. Interestingly, when I spoke to the one that runs it, and I asked them, do uh, you mean to tell me that you were supplying a lot of mishpachis with non-kosher all these years. He says, no, I never felt comfortable with Finkel, so I never ever took from any caterer that used to get any of his meat from from Finkel. He just didn't get it from them. And uh, basically, uh, eight years later is when uh, they discovered that Finkel was selling all this tapas all these years. Uh, when he was confronted finally by uh, Shemendelwitz uh, with the proofs that he had, that he had trafers over there in the store with the whole lamb, etc. He asked him, how many years have you been doing this uh, game? So he says, eight and a half years. Interesting. That means I caught him pretty much close to the beginning of when he started, a half a year into it, just about. And if the Rabbanim or the Rava HaMachshir or others would have listened to me at that time, they would have saved Bunsi from eating trapers for eight and a half years. Then, you know, it's interesting that the, the Shlemi Limezi that told me, you know, you've done other jobs by me. You never went and spent so much time on tracking down the meat and everything else like it. What tipped you off that something is wrong? He said, I see what you're doing. He said that you definitely hit over here a home run that there's something major wrong with this but what tipped you off something is wrong i said what's the most expensive cut of meat by the rumi eating he says tongue i said okay now if you take a look how ali meal mart the national basket they'll all pack tongues either one in a box two in a box or something like that but for somebody to take 12 to 15 tongues, put it into a black garbage bag, into a box, and that's the way you give it One that's the most expensive cut of meat there is over here, and you're treating it with something to hide it, to me, that was a thing, that you're basically trying to hide something over here, putting it into a black garbage bag to hide the thing over here, what it is, and I have to follow it do. And Baruch Hashem, I have to say, over the years, I've had a lot, a lot of siyata Shmaya with following my nose of what I see something is wrong, follow what's through, and this and that. And I have to say that Baruch Hashem, in the 45 plus years that I'm doing it, the Siat of the has given me a tremendous amount of open eyes, looking ahead when others miss a lot of things, but the Siat of the basically has granted me. It's not that I'm smarter than other people or anything else like it. It's just I'm trying to go Ehrlich and the siyat of the and I follow it straight through, and Baruch Hashem, I was very, very successful in not being a martial people all these years, being able to come up with things many, many, many years before others have picked up on it, and basically, I was, uh, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to come up, but it's a shot that Mansi had to go through this thing, and call Yisrael, to, and we hear Mises, Constantly going on with more of the things of tapers that were found. It was found now in Antwerp. It was found in Manchester, England. It was found in Liverpool. It was found in Doheny, Los Angeles. It was found in Flatbush. It was found. It's constantly, constantly going on. These kind of things. Because basically, my attitude to this thing is: Yeah, they say you have to have respect for the person. He's an elegant person. Okay, you can't be to somebody. My philosophy has always been the v'chashdeyu as long as the chashdeyu is at least twice as much as the kabdeyu, you might make it but if you're just going to have the kabdeyu and you're not very very firm on the chashdeyu but i say but you have to make sure that you know how to cross your t's dot your i's and make sure that you're not really accusing somebody that should not be accused falsely and Baruch hashem if you go with the thing and you understand see i understand Butchers, what they have to be able to supply to the people, what there is, what's the different kind of cut that they have, in this stuff. So I was able to pick up over here, it's impossible if a butcher always has enough tongues and every single cut of meat never runs out of it. I know you a lot of times don't have flunking, you don't have other cuts of meat over here, and this butcher always had And yet, more. When I spoke to the butcher, I started telling him what's going on. So he said, I asked my father, my father's a very, very Early Rav and Roshiva, and he said, I could comfortably... Be very comfortable in relying on the Rav and on this Butcher. And I basically should not be going anything you have to say. So what happens is, yes, we have basically went through basically so many years that people were eating trefas. Why? Because are, I have to say, in the in the 45 years that I've been doing it, Baruch Hashem, I have to say that I don't think that there was ever that I was caught that my information was wrong. Why was my information not wrong? Not because I'm smarter. Strictly, strictly, Siyat Deshmaya.